bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we're recapping an episode of reality TV. It's our three year anniversary. What? Yeah. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. You're, well, you're such a bug years, nut, well. ma'am, that you didn't even know. And I knew I would surprise you. And I was like, this Ow. bitch, I've, I've said it every week <laughs> leading up to this week. And she has forgotten because we've been through so much. Every yeah, day right. we go through so much. It's true. We live a lifetime each day. That's true. You're, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm like um, those guys that don't ever remember Don't remember our anniversary. It's okay. You don't need to apologize. You wouldn't be a man if you weren't like that, would you? <laughs> you have so many manly, manly qualities. Mm. Happy anniversary. You mean the world to me. Three years ago today, we freaking went on a thanksgiving bender in palm springs and then went on a cleanse and started the our first time doing the podcast it's really just full circle life or just us repeating our behaviors non-stop right happy anniversary to you we have been through a lot yes, we've been we have. through a lot and we're still here that's and right we're right and we're and we're in i mean who three years is a long time well for we've any- been in each other's lives for a long 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 that's time. i'm talking this about podcast terms having a podcast like having a show that runs for multiple years we no also did have a it. show that ran for multiple years before the podcast <laughs> exactly people's couch. so we should feel very proud i'm very proud of you i'm proud of you of us and we are sticking to this and committing to this and it's it's been really the most rewarding um thing in my life well me too i knew nothing about politics and three years later I still know nothing, but um, we've done this fucking podcast every single week for three Mm -hmm. years, okay? Mm -hmm. And I know some of you are thinking, Mm -hmm. well, they've been really late, some of them, and you're right. (laughs) They've been late many, many times, particularly in the last year. That is true. Um, But the only week that we've ever officially officially taken off is July 4th. That's the only week we take off. Right. So that means this is our 155th episode. Wow. 155 times. On sitcoms, they get huge cakes, and after 100 episodes, they get, like, cars and trips and extra money and a million dollars. Well, They get money is the most important thing. Yeah. We're in Joshua Tree right now, and we're on a spiritual journey. Yeah. It's gone deeper this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens to coincide with our three-year anniversary. So we have a couple um, packages okay. to discuss, mm-hmm. but we aren't there back in LA. We were notified by our, our mailbox, our French mailbox curators mm. that we had many boxes that we needed to pick up. So I know I feel that this is because of our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Cause even though you, Mamma didn't remember, <laughs> 
many of our sweet 14 oh, listeners did. Sorry. So yeah. I need you guys to hear why I've never played you her messages before. I don't know. Also, the dogs are in Joshua Tree living their best life. They're coyote hunting and living. So. Hi, this is Ruth from Postal Annex. You have a lot, a lot of boxes to pick up. Can you come to pick it up? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so. Thank you guys so much, and um, we we will get those this week. We're not just going to be stuck here. We have things to do back in LA, so we're going to come. We're going to come back and forth. It's only like a couple hour drive. So until then, I wanted to mention um, a sweet little package we got from David Walker Doyle. Mama, you know him. He sent us a viewfinder um, of us. Yes, nothing better than a viewfinder of your own photos. <laughs> And he's the only guy on our drug den bulletin board that is with, he's with Johnny McGovern and Lady Red. Mm. And he's the only uh, listener that we would let send a picture of him with another pot with other podcasters <laughs> that we would then place on the wall. Right. And we do that because we love Johnny so, so much. Yeah. So, um, and he's one of our best friends, but David sent us these. Okay. So the, this is okay. I haven't seen these yet. I'm surprising her, David. I've been holding on to your package. All right. Now, these are all pins. These are all pins. And one is very small. And it says, I'm for Nixon and Lodge, which is <laughs> like President Nixon. It's an original wow. pin for Nixon. I mean. Okay. Which is so great for right now. So great for right now. It's happening right it's now. so timely. Yeah. David, so timely. Uh, one. This one says, burn one for Bernie. <laughs> okay. And there's a pot leaf on it. <laughs> I mean. Uh, Republicans for choice. Ooh. Republicans for pro ch- who are pro choice for Planned Parenthood. I've never seen that before. Does now, who? Ha- I wonder. Amazing. Who? Amazing. Last one. Stellar. Biggest one. It says working for California. Feinstein, Senate, two thousand six, with her picture Diane on it Feinstein. from 06, vintage oh six wine from um obviously wow. around the Napa Valley area from the Bay Area wow. where the best wines are made. Mm. Vintage Feinstein. Here's his note that he that he sent. Hi, Brandy and Julie. It's Veterans Day on Monday, 11, 11, 2019. I went to my local Starbucks to clean my purse out while my <laughs> husband, Eric, works. He freelances and has a deadline, but I have the day off from UC Irvine because it's Veterans Day, right? Okay. I found these buttons, which I had purchased for you about a month ago at the bottom of my tote bag purse. I was at a random antique shop in San Pedro, San Pedro and saw a bowl full of political buttons. I like the Nixon Lodge one, even though none of us will ever be Republican because it is actually from the 60s. Mm. Feinstein's our gal from way back and an obvious button choice. Gotta rep the drugs and what better way than with the burn. And who, kn- and who knew there's a pack composed of Republicans who support abortion rights. So there's that. I, I, I had no idea. David, these fucking these buttons are, are genius. We're, these are going right in the drug den. They're just so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. The note is great. You're such a star to us anyway. We love these buttons. It's just just really made our day. And like, you're so cute. And we have a fucking vintage Nixon button. And it literally, you guys, is the size of like a grape. It's a t- it's such tiny. a tiny button. It's tiny. I want to put it on my jean jacket. Yeah, and it will pop right off when we're drunk. But you should put definitely put put it on your Maybe jean jacket. Maybe I should jacket. put Diane Feinstein. I think on you there. should put both because they're so money. They are fucking this money. This one is so big. I know. I love that though. It's genius. It has her picture on it, and she's our oh angel. Now, a box that we did pick up and we mentioned in our Patreon podcast. 
you can go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and subscribe for $1, you can get a one hour long podcast a week. And for $2, if you want to do that, you can get two hour long podcasts a week. David was subscribing $5 because that's what how supportive he is. And he wow. did just have to lower his pledge for their own whatever budgeting they're doing. I'm hey. sure they're going to they're saving for a family that they're going <laughs> to raise there in California, which we know is the most expensive place to live in the country. Mm-hmm. And UC Irvine is not taking care of our dude the way they should be. Mm-hmm. And his husband, Eric, is freelancing. He needs Mm -hmm. to get a side job. Mm -hmm. I'm letting you know, David, Eric Mm -hmm. needs to start pulling his weight so we can get our $5 pledge back. But (laughs) he only lowered it to $2 because he wants two Patreons a week right Right. now and because he's supportive. Because when you pledge $2 a week, you get two full podcasts. One hour. Per week. One hour. Where are you going to get that? Nowhere. If you go to any, look at, go ahead, look around right now. Look around Patreon. You'll see. So we mentioned this box that we got from our erotic third, Devin Vrana. She's been sending us gifts from Walmart because she knows how much we despise Amazon, but we still accept any and all gifts from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Walmart is basically should just be called Walmazon. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? It's the same yes. diff. But yes. Devin, I think, is getting a sweet thrill from fucking with Walmart. Yep. Wal- Walmart's getting a sweet, sweet thrill from fucking with us because first they sent us exploded Doritos mm-hmm. from Devin. And then after our um, our wonderful SpaghettiOs adventure, <laughs> Devin sent us a box of SpaghettiOs yep. um, and dentine gum, our favorite, dentine ice. Mm-hmm. Ice, ice, dentine, nothing freshens that breath and oh. hits. And there's nothing I like more than taking that dentine ice and combining it with the following. Arctic grape. Squares. Watermelon. Cubes. Arctic mm-hmm. grape cubes. Or watermelon sticks or orange sticks from Trident. Yeah, meow meow again with a man quality. She loves to shove a big league chew in there yep. that she's created yep. herself. Need to have three pieces going at all at yeah. one time. We're weaning off the smoking. We've got a lot going on in our spiritual journey, and the reason we're talking quietly, like we're on a special um, awakenings with Marla Maples, is because we're in Joshua Tree, and it's very, very, very quiet here. It's very quiet here in Joshua Tree. <laughs> Um, everything and we're 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 mobily recording. It feels weird being loud, doesn't it? It does. And if this sounds in any way different to you, I would like to ask that you keep it to yourself. Please, because why? Because we don't need your notes, babe. We don't. We know that this <laughs> is going to sound slightly different than the uh, drug den recording. We apologize, but I'm going to say right now, this is getting fixed before next week. But until <laughs> now, deal with it. Deal with it. E dealio con. <laughs> it <laughs> yes okay so thank you Devin, for your gifts thank you david thank you everyone who has oh boxes waiting for us at our french mail curator store they want us mm-hmm. to pick them up we won't be you'll be holding on to them and that is what you get your money for and i'm sorry that every box you've gotten has exploded doritos and spaghettios all over your your uh establishment however here's another thing that's also what you get your money for that's right what do what do you have a mail place for if it's not to hold the mail i think they think that we order all of our groceries there and that i don't know if they think we're on the run and every time we go in there and julie couldn't be bothered and i'm like this this is this is these are people that send this to us we didn't order this that's because like they're like we have a thing like we're like we have a thing yeah well that's what it's for hold the mail you are a mail place that's what it's for and i don't care if i ordered five thousand wee wee pads there that's yeah. what they're there for yeah now it's time for eye of the shit storm 
You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right, so if we're being honest, the biggest shitstorm that happened this week was Thanksgiving, and we're all hit with the shit whether we celebrated it or not. That said, Thanksgiving is over. Thank God. We are all filled with shame about something we overdid, and Trump is still in the slow, slow process of getting impeached. Why, you ask? Because he broke the rules of the Constitution when he refused to give approved congressional aid to the Ukraine unless they helped him dig up, and possibly invent, dirt on Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Said dirt would help Trump beat Biden in the 2020 election or prevent him from being the nominee at all. Great. Okay. And since this is our first real shitstorm about the impeachment inquiry hearings, please allow me to recap for you guys what the fuck the hearings actually are. Okay, so there are three equal branches of government. In overly simplified terms, there's the White House, Congress, and the Supreme Court. Congress can be broken down into two sides, the Senate and the House of Representatives. Before a bill can be made a law or before anything can get fucking done, the House of Representatives has to start the process. From there, it goes to the Senate, and then it goes to the White House. And that, my friends, is why nothing ever gets done. Correct. And also why, when one thinks about Obamacare, it really does seem like a good goddamn miracle. (laughs) But we digress. So, since everything starts in the House of Representatives, impeachment is no different. Nancy Pelosi, who's a representative from Northern California, is the Speaker of the House. So it all begins with Nance Pelosi. So six weeks or somewhere around there ago, Nance Pelosi announced that the House would begin an official impeachment inquiry into Trump. Right. So then it gets a little even trickier. Inside the House of Representatives and the Senate, too, are a bunch of small committees that focus on different areas of government. And how an impeachment investigation works is several of these committees do their own individual investigations, after which they turn in a report of their findings to Nance Pelosi and the House at large. So normally in past impeachments, it, it, there's not even an inquiry and it kind of goes straight to the Judiciary Committee. But this is different because rather than just going balls out right directly to impeachment. This is an inquiry, which is technically an investigation. So the televised hearings that have gone on for a couple weeks prior to Thanksgiving, you know, the ones that we dubiously avoid ever even talking about those hearings were conducted by the house intelligence committee. Okay. The house intelligence committee is headed up by our Congressman Adam Schiff. He's Hollywood. He's West Hollywood. He's Adam Schiff. He is literally the representative for all of gay Hollywood. And he just happens to be from Burbank, which is where Julie and I live and where we do this podcast every week for three years. And if Trump didn't suck so fucking hard, Adam Schiff would have been a guest on this podcast because his press aide was a fan of People's Couch. And when we emailed him to ask him to be a guest, he said he loved People's Couch, but that Adam Schiff was busy with stupid fucking Trump. Because he's always been on the House Intelligence Committee, and the House Intelligence Committee has not stopped investigating Trump since the very first Mm -hmm. week he was inaugurated. So, also, as a side note, Adam Schiff is on the cover of LA Magazine this month, and on the cover it says, Burbank's own Adam Schiff. But what should they have said, Meow Meow? 
He's Hollywood. He's West Hollywood. He's Adam Schiff. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Adam Schiff heads up the House Intelligence Committee, who are primarily in charge of gathering all the facts on what happened during this alleged quid pro quo deal with Ukraine. So they subpoenaed and interviewed all these key witnesses for the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. Now, this is what we're going to recap today. But it's important to know that the Intelligence Committee will turn in a report to the House Judiciary Committee, who's starting on Wednesday. This Wednesday, literally. They will begin conducting their own subpoenas and hearings and will ultimately be the committee that decides whether to begin drawing up official articles of impeachment. Which makes sense because it's like the Intelligence Committee gathers the intelligence. Right. And then the Judiciary Committee judges it and goes, you fucked. Yeah. So it's a whole different committee with a whole different set of stars. But our recap, and it literally starts tomorrow, you guys, which is, yeah. And if you're, if you listen to this late, then whatever, it has started Wednesday. So Julie thinks it's exciting. And I think that's cute. And that's why we have this podcast, because she likes stuff like this. <laughs> I mean, this, this, these weeks of these hearings have been fucking mind numbing to me, but um, we're here, we're up at dawn in a pride swallowing <laughs> siege to explain these committees. And pretty much everyone's already turned off the podcast right now because it's, so fucking wordy but i don't know how anyone can be invested without understanding like we're about to recap all of these hearings Mm -hmm. and a new hearings are going to start tomorrow and i'm like why who what reason well if you're a person who is like what's the problem he just had a phone call what's the big deal well that's what these hearings have been about and that's why it's so exciting and it is and it's also there's a method to the madness and each committee needs to do their own thing with their own fucking witnesses and whatever the fuck. So what we're recapping is round one of information gathering by the House Intelligence Committee and round two, like we said, begins tomorrow or Wednesday of this week um, where the House Judiciary Committee does their thing and we what we've seen and we had hoped to God is that there's new witnesses, new material, and new stars. Mm-hmm. Okay? But until then, here's what we feel are the most important and significant takeaways from the 9,000 days of the mm-hmm. House Intelligence Committee hearings. All right. Well, I feel like so the first thing that we wanted to show is sort of like the tone. Yeah. You know? Um, what's so fun and exciting about it uh, basically is that the Republicans don't want this impeachment to even be inquired about and they're going to whine and kick and scream and throw up distraction after distraction and crying and temper tantrums like you can't even believe to the point where they literally went into the halls of the house yelling and screaming. These are grown adults. Yeah. Like. And what's particularly interesting is that this is all happening in the House of Representatives. So um, the main stars, and particularly one, Devin Nunes, he was the the head of the Intelligence Committee before Adam Schiff. He's Hollywood, he's West Hollywood, he's Adam Schiff. And the House in general, when Trump got elected, Republicans had the majority in the House. In 2018, the midterms, which is the midterm elections in November of 2018, Democrats took back control of the House. They all, that chap, their fucking hide. It st- shoved a stick up all their asses. Mm-hmm. Devin Nunes lost his shitty, meager, grasping at power. Mm-hmm. And Adam Schiff took over. And right. Adam Schiff was like, sit the fuck down, yep. bitch, and stop talking. And these Republicans, because all they are, if you really boil it down, and I don't want to just generalize, and I began this podcast in the middle and as a as a proud and smug independent 
It's all gone now, honey, because these people are power mongers. They are power mongers. It's what they value. It's what they care about. The fact that they lost power, they can't take it. And that is where it's really getting snarky and snide and angry and hostile. And it's all there because literally Devin Nunes, in the, when they first started investigating Trump, he was taking their private findings, mm-hmm. classified like FBI, CIA information that was given to Congress, to the House Intelligence Committee, and he was driving in a limo and dropping it off at the White House to right. Trump. Like, that guy knows no shame. So he's dying and hates Adam Schiff, and it is clear. Oh. The hatred is real and clear. Mm-hmm. So we will set the tone with some clips. Yes, and it's important to know that there are now between Devin Nunes, who clearly is being blackmailed and has God knows what they have over him and why he's bringing shit to the White House, blah, blah, blah. There are other new stars that are emerging who must have shit on them, too, because they are. Or they're trying to make their name. Yes. They, both. Thirsty for sure. mongers to make their name. Well, there's a young lady whose um, thirst ha- knows no bounds. She has been hammered after this hearing by the left and she has been praised by the right should we play this and then discuss well her name is elise stefanik Mm -hmm. and she really um and i mean i hate to use such a cliche saying but i mean i think she almost turned you straight the amount of texts that's correct angry like (laughs) insane making Mm -hmm. vengeful text about this woman like (laughs) any woman that watched this Mm -hmm. could not handle and i personally believe I think she's out for thirst. I think she's out for fame. I think she's a cum dumpster that wants these Republicans to. She's a she's a Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking um, Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, what's that bitch that ran for office? What's that bitch with John McCain? Sarah Palin. There's just certain women they need these men to or Megan McCain, whoever they are. She is one of the worst people in government I've ever seen. I've ever heard in my ears and in my eyeballs. I think she is a living piece of shit, and I cannot <laughs> believe this person exists. So let's hear the clip. Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I have several questions I think uh, Mr. Castor wants to get to. Uh, I know, Ms. Stefanik, you had a, a few quick questions for the ambassador. I'll yield to you, Ms. Stefanik. Thank you, Mr. Nunez. Ambassador Yovanovitch, thank you for being here today. The gentlewoman was suspended. What is the interruption for this time? It is our time. The gentlewoman was suspended. You're not recognized. Mr. Nunez, you are minority counsel. I just recognize. Under the House Resolution 660, you are not allowed to yield time except to minority counsel. The ranking member yielded time to another member of Congress. That is not accurate. You're gagging the young lady from New York. Ambassador Yovanovitch, I want to thank you for being here today. The gentlewoman was suspended. You're not recognized. This is the fifth time you have interrupted members of Congress, newly elected members of Congress. The woman will suspend. Uh, Mr. Chair, we, we control the time. Uh, it's been customary of this committee that whoever controls the time uh, can yield to whoever they wish. If we have members of Congress that have a few questions, it seems appropriate that we be able to let Ms. Stefanik uh, ask her question. So, Nunez, you or Minority Council recognized? All right. Mr. Castor, you're recognized. Okay. So the other person there was Devin Nunes. He's him and and he was nonstop arguing between him and Schiff because they're both the heads of this committee. But Schiff is the real head 
Adam Schiff. He's Hollywood. He's West Hollywood. He's Adam mm-hmm. Schiff. And he's also, he's Hollywood. He's West Hollywood. And he's the head of the committee, bitch. That's right. Devin Nunes <laughs> is basically number two. Devin Nunes is the top right. Republican. Adam Schiff is the top Democrat. The Democrats have the House. So he is now in charge. Devin Nunes is number two. So he must defer. Adam Schiff is running everything. And Devin they can't Nunes take it. And it's his time to fucking shine. At all. And, and, and we don't have enough time to go through all the shit, but Devin Nunes, also living piece of shit, also, they, you know, to be honest with you, watching this, I'm going to be a, a nun. I'm going to be a nun. Yeah. Because they're all just fucking disgusting. Devin Nunes, in his opening and closing statements, called it a sham. He said witch hunt. He said hoax. He said the, this show. He said they had to now go. He's like, well... I guess we all have to go to the private, these other private hearings and go to the basement of the house, wherever that's going to be. And who knows how long we're going to be there. They constantly hammered home that Adam Schiff was abusing his power. And that's what Elise Stefanik was doing. Yeah. Why are you interrupting me? Uh, 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 I'm a congressional Congress cum dumpster. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. The whole time. This time. Right. This time. Well, the reason this time is you're out of order. And unfortunately, in these these committees there is a very strict guideline of how much time you can talk who can talk when you have to be recognized you have to say i that's why that's where i yield my time or i want my time back all of that i'm reclaiming my time okay reclaiming my mother and he is in charge of everybody's time and 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 he's not going to be fucking trifled with unfortunately maxine waters sidebar isn't on the judiciary committee or we would be ooh 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 this week because she's on Ways and Means, which deals with taxes. Mm. And what everybody thought, really, it's Intelligent Committee deals with taxes. But it, Maxine Waters would reclaim her time and would walk all over these fools. Yes. Okay, and then now in this next clip, another cum dumpster is um, Jim Jordan, <laughs> who just so you guys know, in case you've forgotten, um, he's absolutely pathetic and despicable. But he was um, an assistant wrestling coach. And that just says it all. That just says it all. Mm-hmm. His alpha male fragile ego male toxicity bullshit toxic masculinity (laughs) bullshit it's all there but now we can add to the fact that the doctor treated his wrestling team was and now they're college-age wrestlers and at the end of the day if somebody feels up your nuts and your shaft you can go ahead and fucking punch him in the throat since you're a wrestler Mm -hmm. however it was absolutely 100% reported to Jim Jordan many 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 times and he ignored it let the a doctor remain on staff, mm-hmm. and now that every wrestler is a grown man and has the uh, the balls to show up, no pun intended, and be like, um, he absolutely touched us inappropriately, and we reported it, and this piece of shit didn't care, right. and he's denying it. That's how despicable and disgusting this guy is. Yeah. He will do anything to maintain his power. Yep. He will do anything to sit like a weasel and avoid confrontation yes. and make money on the side. He doesn't fucking care what's wrong or yep. inappropriate or anything. He also wasn't originally on this committee, and the, the Republicans put him on because they know that he will do anything they tell him to do. Yeah, and he's like a little bulldog. Dumb, moron bulldog. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. So here's his moment. Parliamentary member Yashik Lashenko criticizing him. When you have Avakov, the guy who first told you about Giuliani, criticizing him. All this going on, and when you couple that with the concerns he has about corruption, the concerns he has about Europe not doing enough, the concerns he has about 
reluctance to send in the hard-earned tax dollars to any country. Jordan, I have indulged you with extra time, but I appreciate I, my it. indulgence is wearing out. I appreciate it. Uh, there is a question. Our, right? our indulgence wore out with you a long time ago, Mr. Chairman. Well, I, I'll tell you that. I'm about to gavel you down, so if you have a question, well, I suggest you... you I'm asking her, is, is, do you think there's maybe a reason that, this was, that, that, that President Trump's concern was justified? The fighting they had between the two of them the whole time, Jim Jordan constantly, and him and Elise, Stef- Elise Stefanik, I believe, is being mentored by him, and like the way that they're like, yeah, well, I'm sick of you. Yeah, well, I can, you can take back my your time back to your own time, and yeah, well, I how about this? And well, maybe like he's. That makes me sick. Yeah. I am a true living, breathing cunt, and I don't need any man to mentor me. Do you think fucking <laughs> Kamala Harris needs a man to mentor her to walk in there and own their asses? She doesn't. Okay, so now let's move to the witnesses. Now, there was a million people, and they were all ugly and whatever, <laughs> and who cares? However, the takeaways, the most important, interesting standout were as follows. We're going to start with Gordon Sondland. Okay, this guy was a mega donor to Trump. He's a Trump sycophant. He's a fucking tool. He's disgusting and gross. He donated a million dollars to Trump's campaign. And then in turn, Trump gave him an ambassadorship to the European Union. Mm -hmm. When you think of ambassadorships that that you're going to have, I mean, I'll let you know, I'm pretty sure Shirley Temple was like the ambassador (laughs) to like. She was the ambassador to Ghana and then to, to Czechoslovakia. Oh, it was Czechoslovakia that I was thinking of. Wow. I'm getting like Trump, though, like talking shit about other countries. But I just know if you're going to to give an ambassadorship, the you know, you want the one to France. You just want the one like I'm well, the ambassador to, to the European Union. Well, you have to spend a lot of time there. So you can be like I spend six months out of the year in Paris or whatever. You do want to spend six months out of the year in I don't know, wherever, like, yeah. yeah, So this guy's rich. He does hotels just like Trump. He gave a million dollars. He was given the ambassadorship to the European Union, the most attractive, I would say easiest one. Right. And he got it. So fine. He knew about the whole shady deal with Ukraine. The press knew he knew. Everybody knew he knew. It was an open secret that he was involved. He was on full jets with Trump. He was on Air Force One being like this. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Talk to my lawyer. He wasn't going to turn tail. Right. They subpoenaed him. He refused the subpoena. The State Department said, you're not you're not testifying. You're not going to show up to testify. Mm-hmm. Ignore the subpoena. And the Intelligence Committee was like, go ahead, bitch. You're a private citizen. We know you gave that million to Trump. We're going to go so far up your ass and in your finances. You're going to wish you never even heard his name. And he showed right on up to the hearing and was mm-hmm. like, yep, it's all there. Quid pro quo. <laughs> Quid pro well, plus, quo. plus, cheers to what Trump does also is then Trump turns around and throws everyone under the bus. Yeah. And then they get mad. These are these are weasel asshole yeah. turncoat trash pigs. They are. They're not family. No. They're not going to be loyal to you, no. even though you want all this loyalty. The second you then turn, it was like with Michael Cohen. I don't know. I don't even. We talked two times. I don't know who it is. Gordon Sondland was like, what? Exactly. We talked all the time. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Well, fuck you then. Quid pro quo, bitch. Yeah. Quid pro quo. And not only that, threw a Mike Pence under the bus. Sec- Everybody. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Yep. Rudy Giuliani. White House Chief of Staff. He's like, if they were walking through the White House, they knew the aid was withheld. And it yep. was all about Joe Biden's son. And it didn't matter what it took. It didn't matter that Congress is there 
giving all this aid. They have mm-hmm. to vote on it. It's a whole thing. Right. Everybody's doing their job, and Trump is telling the chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, oh, keep the aid to the side. People from the budget, the White House like budget committee quitting. Mm-hmm. People are quitting left and right. They don't even understand they're like, am I going to get arrested? I can't <laughs> right. hold this aid. Right. I'm a simple, like a person who got right. this job. I was an accountant. Right. I can't hold this aid aside. So Gordon Sondland saying like the bitch he is. And then he threw everyone under the bus that we all hate. And it was, it was heaven glorious to uh, witness. So that was, I thought with the, te- with the witnesses, one of the most fascinating ones and he was the one that they were waiting for and everyone was excited about and the second he was done when the democrats were done um interrogating him they they stopped for like a a press conference literally they were like all right well that was cool before we get to republicans one second we're just gonna take like 15 minutes we guys will be right back and then adam schiff's like um (laughs) quid pro quo we just dared it it's affirmed fuck trump fuck you fuck you devin nunez fuck all of you well we're going back to the hearing okay so next what we really loved was um and i should say julie in all of this because she's um the one who really put in the time and watched this um but we were into marie ivanovich Mm -hmm. prior to the hearings because she seemed like major kick-ass balls out chick once the hearings were televised, it turned out she wasn't as kick-ass as some of the other people. She was absolutely thoughtful, incredibly intelligent, mm-hmm. and just somebody that I I feel like should should and can go so far in politics. I really got a lot of respect for this chick. I, I mean, yes. she, for me, was – she's my personal favorite that, that testified because there was just something so – like even though I thought she was hardcore because of like her weird thinning ha- haircut, <laughs> yeah, she turned out right. to be such a, a empathetic, hardworking mm-hmm. person who like cares about humanity. I was like, please be some something more in an administration than just an ambassador to another country. How about help our country? Right, because <laughs> you're so I know. her and you really did get a sense of the like. You're like, why are you in foreign service? You should be working here. And then you realized she was like, oh, that's what a diplomat is. She's doing diplomacy. Yeah, she's like, this is what a diplomat. This she, is why it was. Yeah. That's why she's. That's why she's good at what she does. She's listen. She has to listen to all sides. She, even though she's going in with like um an agenda, she has to be diplomatic. Yeah. That's the and job. the funny thing is, she did her job incredibly. And all you have to do is hear her talk to know. Mm-hmm. The most important thing we all have is our instincts. And all you have to do is open up your instincts, open up your eyebrows, and fucking <laughs> listen. And you'll be like, I trust this person. I get it. Yeah. So she was doing her job better than probably and she was the ambassador to the Ukraine during Obama. And I say don't say this lightly. I think she was probably doing her particular job better than 98 percent of the people in the Obama administration Mm -hmm. period. And she's that good at her job and that perfect at it. And um, Trump kept her on for whatever reason, probably because he didn't know. Um, probably, he probably didn't know she existed. Yeah, he didn't know. And he didn't know he <laughs> needed to fuck her over yet. And he didn't right. know what he needed from Ukraine. Right. And the minute he know, he knew he needed Ukraine to do some shady shit. Right. He needed to get her, get her fired and he needed to get her fired fast. And that's exactly what he did. Yep. He blindsided her. He had her fired. They, Some congressman took a bribe, wrote a fake letter to get her fired. This is absolutely all true. Check it out. They fired her and then they insulted her. 20 ways to Sunday like she was a piece of shit mm-hmm. that should never be hired by anyone again. She should go hide the amount the the way in which they fired her was that that would make any less 
person hide in a corner and be like what did i do they almost made her feel like what she did was criminal right and she should be scared to ever try and work in politics again Mm -hmm. she's that pathetic and awful and then when they asked her to come testify she's like gladly (laughs) and then she showed up and said that they insulted her they blindsided her they fired her out of nowhere and then they tried to intimidate her and then all the republicans denied it they said they didn't blindside her. They didn't fire her out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They didn't insult her and they didn't intimidate her. And then while they were all trying to rake her over the coals and make her look like a dumb piece of shit, Trump tweeted <laughs> a tweet blindsiding her, <laughs> yeah. insulting her, talking about why she was fired and intimidating her right in the middle of them all denying it. Yep. In, he, in the hearing. The, and then Adam Schiff read the tweet. Bessie Ivanovich, uh, as we sit here testifying, the president is attacking you on Twitter. Um, and I'd like to give you a chance to respond. I'll read part of one of his tweets. Everywhere Marie Ivanovich went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Uh, he goes on to say uh, later in the tweet, is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. First of all, uh, Ambassador Ivanovich, the Senate has a chance to confirm or deny an ambassador, do they not? Yes, advise and consent. But would you like to respond to the president's attack that everywhere you went turned bad? Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have such powers, uh, not in Mogadishu, Somalia, Somalia, not in other places. I actually think that um, where I've served over the years, um, I and others have demonstrably um, made things better. You know, for the U.S. as well as for the countries uh, that I've served in, uh, Ukraine, for example, where there are huge challenges, including, you know, on the issue that we're discussing today of, of corruption, huge challenges. But they've made a lot of progress since 2014, including in the years that I was there. And I think, in part, uh, I mean, the Ukrainian people get the most um, the most credit for that, but. A part of that credit goes to the work of the United States and um, and to me as the ambassador in in the United um, in Ukraine. Amazing. I mean, and he Adam Schiff over time and time again really came with the the understanding and the like trying to make the people who are there to testify uh, like to let them know that. He saw them. He was there. He was trying to be fair. He was never unfair. Sorry, he was never unfair. And when the tweet comes in during the middle of the hearing, of course, what's he going to do? He's going to be like, you guys. Why wouldn't you just be like, case closed? What? Adjourned. Here's the tweet. Adjourned and good night for the night. (laughs) Like, this is what she said happened. It clearly did. They're clearly against her for no reason. She's proven that she's amazing at her job. So then Jim Jordan, old molester, um, McDonald, (laughs) rolls up. And she, uh, I feel, molested him. Now, <laughs> Jim Jordan and most of the Republicans, and, and the Democrats did this too, there was so much grandstanding, so much grandeur, so much, you know, they're supposed to be asking these people questions, and there was millions of minutes spent. Oh, by the way, my favorite person who does that and the best at it who invented the game of not asking a question, simply grandstanding and giving your point, 
Lindsey Graham. He's oh. <laughs> so entertaining when he does it, you guys. He will, and I will just sit there and be like, and that's why we started loving him because I'm like, look at this queen. She is living for her moment. She is telling everyone what they should think. Right. She's not going to ask the person a question. Mm-hmm. She's just going to tell everyone what they should think right now, and she's going to do it in a southern accent, mm-hmm. and she's going to do it knowing her boyfriend is watching. <laughs> right. Well, now they're all doing that. Yep. Um, he taught them how. And they're all hoping their boyfriend Trump is watching because he was. <laughs> so they all did it. Jim Jordan did it so much. And it'd be like, and then Levinovich and then Yvo Joe and then yet this guy. And they said that they there is a problem with corruption. Now, corruption is the reason that we're here today. Now, the Democrats want to pretend and they want to act like they're doing something, but they're not. And we all know that we're here because I'm a also molested someone and i'm trying to hide things and that i'm being paid and if i keep talking i'm gonna keep making money and my shit's not gonna come out so i'm gonna come i'm just gonna keep fucking doing this shit okay guys i'm gonna keep doing this shit and i'm never gonna shut up but in the middle of like 12 15 minutes in um ivanovich let me ask you this let me just let me just ask you this and then there'll be a question and then and also he's doing it in a smug way he thinks he's gonna catch oh he whatever he thinks he's gonna catch and then this is what he caught in the Ukrainian government about this, did you go say to some of these officials, hey, you guys, you guys need to knock this off, this, this perception that we got, as Mr. Lashenko said, the majority of Ukrainian politicians on Hillary Clinton's side, that's not good. Did you have that conversation? No. Didn't talk to anyone in the government? Did you talk to President Poroshenko? No. Didn't alert anyone in the government? No. I mean, pure heaven. No. Julie and I have listened to it no. 40 times. No. The tone of the nose. No. The. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> it's. There are no words other than no. It's just so good. Yeah. And it's like, take your tiny dick <laughs> and your fucking inferiority complex and your fake alpha male bullshit. Pack up your toys and kick rocks with your buddies so as their closing witness the house democrats called fiona hill who was julie's favorite of the bunch so she was the former national security council i guess under obama or even before obama she was their top expert on russia i mean the national security council they deal with national security around the whole world this bitch is the expert on russia i don't even understand that there is anyone else in the world in existence that could be more of an expert than her. They chose her to be their top expert on Russia. So Julie was like living her the entire time. This bitch shut the game down and then threw the mic on the floor and then rode out of the room on a magic carpet with her middle finger finger held high. I uh, was particularly struck by your testimony, Dr. Hill, about receiving hateful calls and being accused of being a, a, a Soros mole uh, in the White House. Um, are you a, a never-Trumper, or have you been true to your profession and remain uh, nonpartisan? I honestly don't know what the definition of a never-Trumper is, as I, I think many of my colleagues um, are feeling the same way, that it's a puzzling um, term uh, to be applied to career or non-partisan uh, officials. And I chose to come into the um, administration. I could easily have said no when I was approached. Uh, yes, by but the you didn't sign up to have hateful calls and, 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 and the like. 
I guess, unfortunately, where we are today in America, that's coming with the territory. They're continuing, honestly. I mean, we're constantly having to block um, Twitter um, posts of my name and address and on, on the uh, internet. We've been doing this over the last couple of days. I think that uh, you and as agree. I said in my deposition, this could happen to any single person in this room, be it members of the press, be it members of Congress, and be it the staff. And I think we have to find ways of combating this. And again, this gets back, sadly, to things that our adversaries can also exploit. Exactly. I think you would agree with me that this shouldn't become the new normal. Would you it agree? Should not. Um, I also think that uh, this kind of behavior, instead of uh, keeping you down, would make you undeterred. Are you are you more determined to continue to do your work and to do it professionally? I am, and I think that all my colleagues are as well, because just as you said, we can't let this stand, and I don't think anyone here wants to let this stand. I actually don't believe that this is a partisan issue. I don't think anybody wants to come under personal attack. She had a million moments like that, like saying like, not, you know, I don't know what being a never Trumper is and all that stuff. She's just putting everyone in their place. She did it constantly. She said during the during the hearing, she's like she stopped for a minute and she was like, look, everyone needs to just know Ukraine had nothing to do with the 2016 election. We know this. It's a fact. This isn't a theory. It's a fact. It was Russia. We know this. Stop peddling this right. bullshit. Stop propagating. A, um, we're not going to put conspiracy theory in a fantasy. Right. It's ridiculous. Stop doing it. You're in the hands of Russia if you're doing that. She literally. Yeah, to everyone. Yeah, to every Republican there. She was like, you are being a Russian asset if you sit here and over this press try and convince the public yep. that Ukraine had something to do with this. Mm-hmm. You are now being a Russian asset. Now let's move on to some related news that you probably haven't heard about, but is completely fucking tragic. Part of the show where we tell you about things in the news that you may have missed, but they are too tragic for us to ignore. Okay, so after all this shit comes out about how Trump pressured the Ukrainian president to help him win the election by digging up dirt on former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter, and what Trump did is so egregious that he is now literally embroiled in an impeachment investigation that, for any of you that are still listening, we just told you about for a half hour, Joe. Biden this week revealed his campaign slogan for his 2020 presidential campaign. And it is so fucking tragic that we cannot even deal. We don't even have time for it. We really needed to cut this segment, but we didn't cut it because we can't deal. Now, before we reveal this tragedy, let us remind you that for the last decade, Joe Biden has been regarded as nothing less than beloved by Democrats. 
He was Barack Obama's vice president, and though he is clearly and unfortunately too old to run for president <laughs> against Trump, he is the undisputed frontrunner. The man has made some seriously embarrassing blunders in the debates and on the campaign trail, and nothing was bringing him down. Nothing. Okay? He was number one, number one, number one. Well, his campaign slogan is so tragic that it has us wondering if he wants to be taken down because he can't seriously want to win with the slogan, no malarkey. <laughs> he, he, and he, and, and, and he, he can't win. He can't win with a slogan on the side of a bus that says, no malarkey. We're here on a spiritual journey. Meow Meow comes into me first thing in the morning with a laptop and goes, Look at this. <laughs> Five minutes later, a ding comes over my cell phone from our gay husband, Richard, in Savannah, Georgia. Look at this. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> unbelievable. He's doing on a bus tour in Iowa because they're all obsessed with Iowa. And they revealed this like it was extreme house home makeover where it was like, show us the bus. And then there's the bus and it says, Joe Biden, no malarkey. And Richard says, he's breaking, oh, Joe Biden, he's breaking ground on ground we never knew was there or needed broken. I mean, why? Is it is it just for Iowa? Because Pete Buttigieg is pulling ahead in Iowa. Is it? Is he going to abandon it after Iowa? Or is it, isn't he stuck he with it be, now? He better abandon it after Iowa because I don't know what they're thinking. I don't. And you made a great point. You were like, why not just call it no bull, no bullshit, no BS, whatever. Like, if yeah. BS is too <sighs> blue or whatever they call it, I don't even, I'm so such a made of cuss words that I don't even know what they call it, but I think it's blue. If BS is too much, even though apparently Hollywood can make who's the B in apartment 23 or whatever, <laughs> and everyone's doing it, and WTF and freaking. AF and it's all everywhere but if BS is too much then just say no bull with Biden yeah no exactly that would have who whoever's right if you're also, listening just say hope just say savior just say something <laughs> that inspires people right. we don't need another snarky fucking Obama didn't do it right I mean at this point he's making make America great again look like the best goddamn slogan I've ever heard yeah it's like um Mad Men came up with it in the public you know in the marketing department or whatever or the at like you know, like the best ad people. What? We're busy? They all do Ugh. market research. They all do. And I'm just like sitting there. Would you, did you call 50 people together in a room and say, what would impress you? I mean, we don't need something rude. We don't need, we don't need. And they went to a nursing home. They went to the fucking old sunrise uh, by the side of the road home. And they were like, what do you think? And they're like, no, malarkey sounds good. That reminds me of all 12. Like nobody wants no malarkey i'm not looking i'm not inspired by no malarkey at all it sounds like a sandwich it sounds like a turkey it sounds like a protein it sounds <laughs> turkey. like the side of malarkey. a dish i would I like um, a malarkey it. sandwich with yeah. um i'd like cranberry just because um and i would like some stuffing on the side too because i'm just into a malarkey mood right now because of <laughs> yeah, thanksgiving that's right I know what he means. He is. He is. He wants to. Oh, be apparently, the... he said malarkey over his career. Yeah. Well, that's his thing. Is like, well, you what's know, Mike like... Pence going to do when he goes? No lodestar. I'm the lodestar. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike Pence, lodestar. That's what he's going to put on the side of his bus because apparently he said lodestar throughout his whack Jesus right. career. And lodestar sounds cooler than no malarkey. At least lodestar sounds like a country song or something that you'd see on the CMT channel or someone who took a bunch of loads and they're a big lodestar. <laughs> and yeah, it does sound cooler. And Joe Biden needs to be like, if he shoots you straight, if, if is that the best thing about him, that he's a straight shooter? 
I don't know that it is. Like there was a there was a more thoughtful better way and if you do want to come correct and you do want to mow some people to the ground and you want to be snarky and you want to be whatever you want to be it ain't no malarkey okay you look like a tool you sound like a tool (laughs) we're already scared you're too old yeah that's what the bus should say just say i'm a tool (laughs) joe biden i'm a tool if you're scared i'm too old i just confirmed it when i wrote no malarkey on the side of my bus so everyone stand by and wait for that to change by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow And now it's time for a moment with Melania. It's been a while since we've heard from our beautiful first lady on a regular DGP podcast. We usually save her appearances for our live shows since she is such a legend and her schedule is oh so hectic, but we couldn't celebrate our three year anniversary without a moment with Melania because she's been such a huge and integral part of this podcast from literally the very beginning. So without further ado, please welcome back to the show. Melania Trump, First Lady. Hello, Brandy. I am happy to be here with you. My husband, Donald, he don't want me to come to this podcast. He (laughs) He feels that it's, you know, no malarkey, no believe, you know, he don't, he don't. But I, you know how I say, and I wear it on my jacket. I don't care. Do you? Nope. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I know you and Julie have a special connection more than we you do. Know, the this, first <laughs> time I met the uh, hair, yeah, uh-huh. I thought she was coming to apply for a security job, and, and you do was love man. security guards. Yeah, I thought she was man <laughs> and to uh, work security. My husband say that's not uh, for man, <laughs> and I said, "No, get you not a full man. Get out of here." Well, Melania. I want to ask you, speaking of your jacket and your husband, um, I want to find out what you think about this author, okay? Her name is Kate Bennett. Now, she released a book this week called Free Melania, an unauthorized biography. So silly. So silly. Do you know this woman? So silly. Kate Bennett would lurk around the White <laughs> House for me. It was like single white Melania. She want to be me. She want yeah. to mm-hmm. be friend with me. Or maybe she want to be me. Or she want to wear my clothes. I say... Does she want to get with Donald? I say, go ahead. Good for you. One less time for me. <laughs> we have separate... Now, you know, she thinks she bringing some kind of um, information in book because she says... We sleep in separate rooms. Like, uh, I, I, as a um, fan of yours, Brandy, I would say <laughs> to her, Terry Chaveau right. knows we sleep in separate rooms. Right. Okay? Yeah. Like, let's not be crazy. Yeah, let's, let's not. Let's not. Now, uh, what she... What people think is I'm stuck. I need to be freed. I am not a uh, free. I mean, the title of the book is Free Melania. That's, That's because it's so what, insulting. It's so insulting. I don't need to be. F- I'm already free. I'm from Slovenia. <laughs> How do you think I got here? I said, um, you know, for hire. Right. Wife. Well, your parents probably 
My you're working. You you're 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 being paid I'm for your free. In Slovenia I wasn't free. I was in outhouse with my father's friends. Right. Believe me, it was not free. It was cold. Now there's statue of me in town. Do you think I've been there? Do you? <laughs> no. I don't even think your parents are there. So. No. No. I'm not going to that town where they make it's like Melania cake day. Good go eat the cake. And, sh- and get the fuck out of my face. How about that? <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to that. So I am free. I am fine. I am doing me. I have my son. When he is 18, here's the plan. Goodbye, Donald. See you. See you later. Not really. Not even later. Okay. And you will take all the money that you've been paid handsomely. All of the money, honey. You think I'm free? I am free. I have a, a bank account that is just for me. And every week I take a percentage of my allowance and I put it in my bank account. So I have quite a bit of money. Now, when Baron does turn 18 and you go on your merry way, Mm -hmm. um, will you ever, do you think, do a tell all or are you not allowed legally to do that? I have signed an NDA, Mm -hmm. so I cannot do that. But if somebody could potentially say like OJ, they could go. If I were Melania, it oh. could have been like this. Right. Like the way OJ said, if this had happened, this it could have gone this right. way. I'm not saying it's me because I signed the, the agreement legal. Right. But someone else could do it and say, oh, you know, Donald, he maybe hit you that one time. He pushed you in the elevator. Oh, he pushed in the elevator. That's right. He forced um, sexy time. After the one time with Baron, he have many whores. He right. always hookers. He also s- eat burgers at night in bed. He lie when he say he don't drink. He's had some drinks. <laughs> oh, that now that's good. Now that you need there's to do some things. There's some things. There's some things. Well, we love you, Melania. I'm so happy you stopped by, and he's not the boss of you, and you no. are allowed to come on this podcast whenever you want. I do what want. I want. I do what I want. He's not boss of me. And happy anniversary to you. I'll always be here for this show. I love it. I love coming on. I just see I'm free. I do me. And we love you. And now it's time for So There's That. Okay, so this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all of the bad and upsetting political shit that is happening every day. This is kind of a landmark, so there's that, since this is the three-year anniversary of this podcast, and that means that Julie has suffered through this segment (laughs) over 130-ish times, because she does get out of it now and again, depending on what special we do or whatever. I'm sure she wishes that that meant we were retiring it, but it doesn't. People like it, and we all need it, quite frankly. It's like self-care for cynics that Trump has turned into hopeless nihilists. So, Meow Meow, what is your three-year anniversary? So there's that. This is pretty cut and dry, Mm -hmm. and you helped me find it. And I... You know, I know that there's not a lot of political so there's that. There's really not. And after three years, you'd think there'd be more, but there aren't. They're really getting less and less and less and less and less, to be quite honest. With that said, I was touched, moved, dare I say, 
as a les man hater. <laughs> yes. Now I uh I didn't even laugh cuz it was it's just so such a part of you. I'm like, "Uh-huh, I'm listening." <laughs> Go on. It's like saying that you're Jewish or you have brown hair. And I mean that and and I want that I want men listening to know it's really as a group and really about heterosexual men in groups. Like large groups, like as in humanity. Now, <laughs> um it's not often that uh um um a heterosexually identified man comes forward in a way that I feel is so fucking inspiring and moving and important and unique yeah. and is um a leader a mentor who who is a mentor for anybody whatever gender whatever race whatever 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 like like when that happens and that's like that's giving you gandhi style that's giving yeah. you someone Obama stepping forward or, in, a, in a profound way that in a way that no one has before too yes exactly it's really sticking their neck out really sticking their neck out and really going against everything they're taught and everything they're supposed to be and everything that we think that they are wait oh i've been part of the problem too right because i'm part of the grain i thought right yeah. i was part of the grain so i'm acknowledging that of my own self and also acknowledging how this person has really like put a stop sign on that is that the pizza delivery <laughs> Hi. Hi, you're my second delivery. Um, and I noticed you uh, purchased a spicy garlic cup, but we no longer carry those. Okay. Um, Will you just? Would you like? Yeah, just uh, just add another. You know, regular. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. All right. I'll be there shortly. Okay. Bye. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, so what was I saying? I acknowledge accept that i've been a part of the grain and that this person has now sort of you know on our journey of acceptance and for me personally trying to be less judgmental less more open more um forgiving in a way this guy has really shown a light now what what happened was Dwayne. Dwayne Wade. Okay, so let me get yeah. He's an NBA so basketball was, player from the Miami Heat, most notably for the Miami Heat. He's played for one championships with them, and then he's played for several other teams. He's back on the Miami Heat right now. Right. Well, he's been going through it a little bit with he has a little son who last year, last summer, he uh, he took his son to Gay Pride with his current now wife, Gabrielle Union, who's an actress. And they went to Pride. They took a picture. They Instagrammed it. And he was like... Here with my kid, we're having fun. Happy Pride, everyone! And it's clear the kid is in the gender non-conforming. He's in the Q yes, community. he's in the community in whatever way he's identifying and whatever way he's doing it. He's clearly doing it. Yeah. And the dad is so supportive; it's insane. And he got so much shit, so much hate, and whatever. And he came back with it like, "I'm so I'm supporting my family with pride. You do you, whatever." And that was already like amazing. Well, now and that inspired <clears throat> Julie and I knew when that happened um, at Pride last year. We completely remember tear to the eye. Yes, it inspired a lot of people that we know who have you know unique and kids in the LGBTQ community in whatever way, even if it's just questioning or gender nonconforming. It inspired so many people to be like, you know. 
I'm not ashamed and I'm going to go out there and, and, you know, and it was inspiring, period. Well, he then, for Thanksgiving, there's a photo now of the Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade, and the, the little, the boy, his name is Zion, and they're holding a little baby girl. Um, and it's their, one of, a, like, a little family photo, and the kid is, um, again, displaying long nails. He's giving you some flamboyance. He's yeah. giving you some community. Yes. And again, got the hate, got the hate, got the hate. And he's standing by his son. He then went, he took the, everyone in the family, he's got two other sons. They then went and took this other picture. They made t-shirts and they're wearing these like little pajama bottoms or whatever. And it's like celebrate equality and always be like about rainbow diversity. Pride and diversity it's just like their shirts. the fact that this grown man who's an athlete, a basketball player, he's black. He's got all of every toxic masculinity um, trope that he's supposed to hold on to. He's taken it all. He's thrown it down the toilet. He's raising boys, which is what's so incredible. And he has a little daughter, so he's able and the, to raise and the little boy who's in the community. He's the youngest one. His other two sons are older. Yes. So it's it's everything. It's raising boys that aren't in the community right. in his own family. Right. He comes from the black community, right. which already can have you know certain members right. can have a history with right. the, a problem with that. He he's in the NBA. They definitely that is. So oh, the hard. locker talk. Can it's can you imagine? Just Come beyond, on. And it's just beyond hard to take a stand. We all know how hard it is to take a stand at work, honey. Mm-hmm. None of us do. Mm-hmm. None of us do. We all just lurk into the corner like Matt Damon and pretend we didn't <laughs> notice or see. And I certainly don't want to be the person who's like, I'm going to be the one that changes everything and breaks the glass right. ceiling. Like to do that in the NBA beyond beyond he's got boys who are growing up to be men who are not going to be judgy and gross and toxic and masculine he's growing a daughter who then doesn't need to be afraid of men as she grows up they're going to have an understanding and an empathy for each other and of everybody and at this thanksgiving i just want to say i am thankful for him and his family and to know that there are men who are alive and doing it in this world, who are there as teachers and mentors and role models for all of us. And leaders. And leaders. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We love you guys. I know we say it every week, but thank you so much for being here with us for three years. We know there are some new people and we love you too, but you guys are probably already sick of us. So imagine hanging around for three years. Our 14 listeners have stuck by us on our learning curve, which has included early Bernie bashing, exhausting <laughs> Facebook rants, offensive can Canada jokes and a million other ignorant and annoying political mistakes for three years. There are people listening who have been around since the very first episode. We appreciate you so much. You were the reason we kept doing it. Even when we don't make any money, even when we don't want to, even when we want to kill ourselves and don't think we matter and we don't, but it's just like, we really like it's because of you guys and it seems so trite and so dumb, but it's like, honestly, like in this, this self run as the CEOs of the shittiest, poorest, worst, worthless company. 
it's here because of you guys. And it's like, it really like, you know, it's been what's kept us going and it's thank you so much. Yeah. And you're still here even when we still make mistakes like the audio on this episode. So we certainly still have much more to learn and we're so happy that you're going to stay with us as we do it. And if you aren't one of our original 14 listeners, all you have to do is join our Patreon podcast and you can lay claim to the title. Our Patreon crew is legit like family and they accept all newbies into the fold with no social hierarchy. Everyone on the Patreon is one of our 14 listeners. If that's the life for you, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and sign up for one extra podcast a week for $1 or two extra podcasts a week for $2. And in honor of our three-year anniversary and the end of Scrunchy 19, we are trying to eek and crawl and scratch our way over 1,400 reviews. Ironically, we are only 14 reviews away. That's a lot of 14s floating around, and that feels like no accident. So please, go onto your friend's computer at work or your frenemy in the next cubicle and leave us a fucking review. One star! We don't care! We know our shit's tragic! But don't even bother writing anything negative because we don't need your notes, babe. What we need is your stars. One to five, whatever you can muster. That's right. (laughs) And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And three years old. Three years young. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Three years young. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candyman. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you around Maybe Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or oh, if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual... Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual 
Transylvania Just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 